You never want a serious crisis to go to waste. A crisis provides the opportunity to do things that you could not do before. Now, this was something that Rahm Emanuel said to Barack Obama when he was president of the United States. Rahm Emanuel was Obama's advisor. And that quote feels very fitting for today's world. COVID is a crisis, and we have been on lockdown for a long time now and will continue to be for the foreseeable future. And so this quote I read out of the book, Obstacle is the Way, and that is the book that we will be covering in today's episode. I'm going to share with you the highlights of the book, which is Obstacle is the Way, the Timeless Art of Turning Trials into Triumph. I'm going to share with you the highlights from the book, plus five ways to use the obstacle of COVID to grow and expand yourself. Welcome back to the Dreamology Podcast, everybody. This is your host, Tim Bishop. We are here studying the things that we didn't learn in school, becoming students of life, growing, expanding, and seeing how we can grow so we can give more, how we can transform ourselves so we can transform the world afterwards. Now, I got to be honest with you. I was gifted this book a while back, The Obstacle is the Way. And when I was gifted the book at that time, I didn't really fully understand the concept. I didn't read it. It was sitting on my shelf and I said, The Obstacle is the Way. Yeah, I don't know what that means. I don't I don't feel like I've had a lot of obstacles in my life yet and I'm not really sure, you know, if this is going to be a book for me. Well, what ended up happening is life hit me pretty hard. <laughs> and I started to understand that, oh, What this is trying to tell me is that our obstacles are our biggest teachers, our biggest educators, our biggest opportunity to learn and to grow. And once I learned this lesson, my life has changed forever. Now, whether you've experienced personal obstacles in your life yet or not, the reality is, is that we've all gone through a big obstacle this year in COVID. And so as I'm reading to you these highlights, I want you to think about this in terms of your own life. Think about the own obstacles or challenges that you've been facing. Think about your experiences with COVID and how that's changed your life and how it's become an obstacle. And think about how we can use these trials and turn them into triumph. So let's dive into the book. I'm going to share with you uh, my favorite parts. And the book is broken down into three sections, perception, action, and will. So we're going to start with perception, um, and there's some very powerful stuff in here. So let's dig in. So a very fitting start here, a quote from Ryan Holiday, the author. You will come across obstacles in life, fair and unfair, and you will discover time and time again that what matters most is not what these obstacles are, but how we see them, how we react to them, and whether we keep our composure. And so really what this is saying here is that our perceptions determine to an incredibly large degree what we are and what we are not capable of. And that's also a quote from the book. This is basically saying that life is not about what happens to us, but how we perceive it. And another great, great quote that he follows this up with is that problems are rarely as bad as we think, or rather... They are precisely as bad as we think. And so we've seen that, right? And I'm not trying to say that COVID isn't a big problem because it is. And what I'm saying is, is that it's not about the problem. It is about 
how we are going to choose to react to the problem. And we've seen individuals who symbolize this idea throughout history, very impressive individuals who have gone through insane hardships, yet were able to find something there. Viktor Frankl, the survivor of Auschwitz, the concentration camp, said that everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the freedom to choose how he will respond and how he will view what is happening to him in his life. Viktor Frankl turned his obstacle of being in the worst place in the world probably, which is a Nazi concentration camp, turned that into the book A Man's Search for Meaning, which is now one of the best international bestsellers of all time, and he has impacted lives around the world. Another example that the book gives is Robin Hurricane Carter. Robin Hurricane Carter was unjustly imprisoned for over 20 years, and the whole time he was saying, I am not a prisoner. You are not going to steal my mind. You are not going to steal my energy. You are not going to steal my attention. And he decided to put all of his energy and, and attention into research, into law, into being able to get himself out of prison. And he did 20 years later. And so these are obviously very, very, very extreme examples. And when we look at these very extreme examples, it provides motivation to me. It says, wow, if these guys could go through all of that, then what's stopping me from getting through what I'm going through? What's stopping me from empowering myself and how I'm looking at COVID and how I am choosing to view the situation? Now, this isn't saying be blindly positive. It's not saying ignore negative emotions. It's more saying understand what you can and can't control, accept what you can't, and move on with what you can. And there's a great quote in the book that says, real strength in these situations lies in the control or in the domestication of one's emotions, not in pretending they don't exist. So this is not about ignoring our emotions, not about ignoring what's happening. It's more about accepting, understanding, becoming aware of what's going on around us, and then choosing to act in the best way possible. And so as Ryan Holiday, the author, says, right action always follows the right perspective. And so what I'm doing right now with these first five to six minutes is we're getting the right perspective. We're understanding that life is always about what we can control and how we will respond to certain situations. Life is about befriending our emotions and domesticating them and learning from them, not blocking out the negative ones because the obstacles and the negative emotions are usually the path towards something greater. And as Barack Obama's advisor said, you never want a serious crisis to go to waste. A crisis provides the opportunities to do things you could not before. An obstacle provides opportunities to do things you could not before. COVID provides you opportunities to do things that you could not do before. And so, now that we have set our perception and our mindset it is about taking action, and that is part two. Part two is saying, okay, I know that I'm supposed to accept what's going on. I know that I know that the obstacle is here and that it could be teaching me something. But what do I do next? Well, next, as the book says, is action. The first step is you take the bat off your shoulder and you give it a swing. You've got to start. To go anywhere, you just have to start. 
And step two of that, he says, is ramming your feet in the stirrups and really going for it. So I had a recent guest on the show, Michael Daphne, that I feel like explained this concept well. He said, most people don't take action in their life because they don't know where they want to go exactly. But the reality is, is if they're in Antarctica and they're freezing, they know they want to go somewhere warmer. And so his advice was simply move somewhere south. Simply just start going somewhere that is going to be warmer. And then when you get farther south, you can decide if you want to end up in Miami or California or Mexico or wherever you want to end up, right? This is the same analogy here, which is take the bat off your shoulder and give it a swing. You've got to start. So start trying. Start guessing like, hey, I think I want to go this way or I think I want to work on this problem and start giving it a swing. Because once you do that, you can start to figure out, okay, no, I actually do want to go here. I actually like this. And then you can really start getting into it and start building momentum. And a great example of this and just perseverance is Thomas Edison. So in 1878, Thomas Edison was not the only person who was working on the light bulb. He was just the only one who was willing to try it 6,000 times, proving that, as Ryan Holiday says, genius often really is just persistence in disguise. And so what happens here is that, again, in life, we pick up the bat and we start swinging. And you're probably going to miss a lot of the times. But if you keep swinging and you keep swinging and you keep swinging, eventually you are most likely going to hit. And the belief that you need to have, which is, as Ryan Holiday says again, turning over in your mind option after option, trying each one with equal enthusiasm, knowing that eventually, inevitably, one will work. And this is how I think you have to view life. There's going to be millions and millions of failures, and the reality is that that's okay. As Edison had, he had 6,000 failures, yet he didn't quit. How do you not quit after 6,000 failures? Well, you are contributing and committed to a mission, a why, a purpose, You've defined your intention, and you are simply refining implementation. You are figuring out how to do it. And I think that this is a big mindset flaw in a lot of people today. And I see a lot of students struggling with this, and I struggle with this, which is we're so focused on, you know, the what, the thing, the, oh, if I don't do this thing right, then I am a failure, or what if I fail at that? And what I want to flip this over towards is that there is no failing at your mission, You cannot fail at a life's mission. You cannot fail at improving. You cannot fail at growth. You cannot fail at turning obstacles into triumphs. All of these things, failure is impossible because when something goes wrong, it's all part of your growing journey. It's all part of teaching you how to make, how to, excuse me, live out your mission even more. And this is something that I truly and firmly believe. So if you're out there and you're listening to this and you have something that you know you're passionate about, or you don't, and you just say, you know, but I do want to find something. I want to live a better life. I want to make my dreams a reality. I want to commit to it. I want to commit to, to growing and being a better person. Well, then you do that, and then everything within that, everything that you do is simply a lesson or a guide within that. And Edison learned that. Victor Frankl learned that. You know, Reuben Hurricane Carter learned that. And a lot of us today in this world who are making the most of the time during COVID are learning that. They're saying, you know what? I got somewhere I want to go. What is this showing me that I didn't see before? What opportunity is being presented to me by this obstacle? And here's a good mindset to consider 
when going through this whole journey and this whole process of trying to make obstacles into opportunities. Never in a hurry, never worried, never desperate, never stopping short. What I like about this is that this isn't about running really fast. It's not about being nervous on where you're going to go. It's simply about taking a step every single day. Take a step, learn from it. Take a step, learn from it. Control what you can control, ignore the rest. And that's how basically the process of life goes. Now, it's interesting because there is a certain subset of people who understand this context within the lens of business, right? In Silicon Valley and startup world, you know, startups will launch a minimum viable product, basically the basic version of their core product. And then over time, it is, you know, iterated and iterated and iterated, and eventually it becomes the product that we all come to know and love. But the reality is that the failures show them the way. The failures show them, okay, this is what the people like. This is what they don't like. And they objectively can view those failures as, okay, that was a lesson. We knew this was going to happen. We knew we were going to release a minimum viable product to the world and it wasn't going to be perfect. And this is exactly how our life is again. It's progress over perfection. Nothing is perfect. We will never be perfect no matter what you see on social media. We are talking about progress here. We are talking about objectively being okay with putting something that's just subpar out into the world with knowing that it is going to get better, knowing that you will improve. And, you know, what I find really important about this is that, you know, the end goal, again, is is important, right? But we can't forget about these individual instances, right? The snapshots of the whole. Because like I said, perfection doesn't exist. And so we never actually really get to the end. But what we do have and what is certain is the instances. The outcome is never certain. And so how can we go through this process of growing, of failing, of learning, of seeing obstacles, of overcoming them, and learn to just fall in love with that journey and live to love that journey? And again, I truly believe that the ones, the people out there who are doing that right now in this time in COVID are the ones who are finding the most growth and actually an interesting sense of of peace in their lives. Um, And so I want that for all of you too, as well as I want it for myself. And so the third part of this equation, we went over perception, right? That's super important because the right perspective leads to the right action. Then we went over to taking action, being okay with failure, progress over perfection, iteration, trying and trying and trying, being mission-driven instead of being what-driven. And the third part of the equation is what Ryan Holiday calls will. In other words, our internal power, which can never be affected by the outside world. And this goes back to what we talked about earlier again, right? Which is, as Ryan says, after you've distinguished between the things that are up to you and the things that are aren't, and you come across something that is not in your control, you only have one choice, acceptance. You have to accept it. You have to have the willpower to fight through the things you can't control, to persevere and to say, you know what? I'm not going to let this outside world affect me and my life and my mission and my work. And Abraham Lincoln had an awesome saying that he loved to say, which is simply, this too shall pass, which really applies to every emotion, every feeling, every negative experience, most things that happen in our life. 
So it's always a good reminder when you're going something to say, you know, this too shall pass. It almost serves as a way to see the light, see the future, see a goal that you're pushing towards. And again, having that will, right? That perseverance, it's endurance, one might say. As Thomas Edison was going through his 6,000 trials of the light bulb, right? The endurance and the ability to keep going and never giving up, right? Because if we give up, then our dreams are gone. Our hopes are gone. We never give up on the end goal, which is to make our dreams a reality, which is to make an impact on this world, which is to be happy, right? And a few more parts of this closing section that I really liked was, you know, it's not always about you, right, in this journey. And it actually often isn't about you. And the goal is to think about something bigger than yourself. And so, you know, there's times in life when you go through really tough things and, Sometimes you have to say, if I can't solve this for myself, how can I at least make this better for other people, right? In Minneapolis, we saw something very tragic happen in my home state when George Floyd was murdered, right? And a lot of people couldn't do anything about it, right? It couldn't be solved, that thing. But a lot of leaders stepped up and said, I can make this better for other people. And now we're seeing one of the biggest modern day, you know, movements and outcries for social justice, which is amazing, right? This idea of unity over self, that we're in this together and that we have to stop pretending that what we're going through is somehow special or unfair because whatever trouble we're having, no matter how difficult, it is not some unique misfortune that is picked out just for the individual, right? Most humans are going through the same, the same things, the same struggles, the same obstacles, the same difficulties, and it's up to us to come together to help each other through our own obstacles and our own failures. And the last couple things about this book that I really liked was to remember to meditate on mortality. And it sounds harsh. And as Ryan Holiday says, it's a story as old, old as time when a man nearly dies or a woman and he takes stock in his own life and he emerges from the experience a completely different and better person. And, you know, there's this example that people say, like, what would I change if a doctor told me I had cancer? And you listen to it and you say, well, okay, yeah, but I don't have cancer. And the reality is, is that, you know, you do. The diagnosis is terminal for all of us. A death sentence has been decreed, as Ryan Holiday says, for all of us. You know, we are all mortal. And so once we can come to really big terms with that and to say, okay, you know, death is upon us, uh, how do we take stock now? And how do we emerge a different human being now? And a guiding question in my life I always like to ask is, if I die tomorrow, you know, would I be okay with how I live my life? Would I have any regrets, right? Because a lot of people on their dying deathbed, they say, what are your biggest regrets? And they finally look back at their life and they, they list off their regrets. What if we were asking that question weekly or monthly and always checking in on, if I die tomorrow and meditating on mortality, what would I regret? And then from there, using those regrets to say, okay, I'm going to go do that now. And finally, the last thing I want to note about this book is that it's a Haitian proverb and it says, behind mountains are more mountains. Look, life is an endless process of learning and growing and then failing and learning and growing and failing. And, and that's just how it's going to work. And so we have to figure out how to use, again, all these obstacles as an avenue for growth, as an avenue for being a better human and understanding that they are going to come up time and time and time again. And so if you can learn how to embrace them and accept them, you are going to learn a lot about how to grow, how to live a good life, how to control what you can control, and how to be a happy individual. And the closing words of the book by Ryan Holiday were, see things for what they are, 
do what we can, endure and bear what we must. What blocked the path is now a path. What once impeded action advances action. The obstacle is the way. And so I love this book. I hope the summary gave you guys something awesome. Just quickly, I want to spend five minutes and go over how I've used this obstacle of COVID to grow. So step one, the first step of growth in a time like COVID is committing to it, is setting the attention, right? And that's kind of the perception part of the book that we talked about. But if I make it my mission to say, I am going to grow, that is my intention. And everything that happens within the lens of COVID and all the ups and downs is filtered through that lens. The second things, the second thing is becoming a student of life, is really taking action and reflecting and then repeating. And so in this time when we are trying to grow, you know, we try out new things we're interested in. Maybe it is a new habit. Maybe it is, you know, meditation. Maybe it's exercise. Maybe it's trying out a new skill. Whatever it is, the process is the same. You take action, you reflect on that action within the lens of the bigger goal, which is to grow, and then you repeat and you just rinse and repeat that over and over and over again. The third way to grow during COVID is to ask yourself how you can serve, right? In this world where right now, you know, everyone's struggling and everyone's worried about kind of their own life and their own misfortunes, the ones that are actually coming out on top of this is, are the ones who are capitalizing this idea of serving the things that people need right now to them. And so a great model for this is sitting down with a piece of paper and writing down on one side, what are things that I'm passionate about and what am I good at? You know, what are the gifts that you have? And then what problems in the world do you care about right now? And how can you combine those two things to actually serve people? The fourth thing is to befriend your mind. And I say this as getting in a good mindset habit. You know, a lot of people are always so go, 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 go and they don't have time to sit down, or they think they don't have time to sit down, really understand what's going on in their head. And COVID has allowed us to sit down and to really sit with ourselves and to sit with our thoughts and say, you know, am I happy with myself? Am I happy with who I am? And so there's many ways to befriend your mind, but I would say just start with one simple mindset habit. Maybe it's meditation. Maybe it is journaling. Maybe it is, I did a 30-day mindset challenge where every single night I just wrote down the thoughts that I was having in my head. And then the follow-up was that, what would be the empowering version of this thought? And so there's a lot of ways to befriend your mind and to build a mindset habit. But what I would really recommend is sitting down every single day and just doing a five to 10 minute meditation practice. Learn to be able to sit with yourself, even if it's uncomfortable, even if things are going crazy, even if you've had a bad day. The power of being able to sit with yourself and to learn how to understand your mind and emotions is going to take you very far in this world. The fifth thing is a very specific thing, but you know we're all looking to connect right now. We're all looking for ways that we can meet like-minded individuals, and I have not found a more powerful tool than LinkedIn. You know, during this COVID time, I've probably connected with 30 to 40 other individuals who are like me out there and are doing incredible things in the world. And so if you don't know where to start or if you're trying to figure out, okay, how can I meet more people? You know, on LinkedIn, there is literally one, other individuals your age who are like-minded looking to connect. Two, there is CEOs, entrepreneurs, founders who are open to responding to your messages, especially if you're a student or a recent graduate. You can say, hey, you know, I am a recent graduate or I am a student and I'm struggling during this time, and I saw that you do X, Y, and Z, and I love your mission. I would love to hop on a 30-minute call if we could and learn more from you 
and you know see how I can further my career. And everyone out there right now feels for people who are young. They say, wow, it must be a tough time to be kind of figuring out life. And so they're going to respond. Again, I've gotten responses to pretty much 95% of my message requests. So if you want to like, you know, make connections, if you want to grow, if you want to still progress, you know, your network in this time, get on LinkedIn and start connecting with people. I think that is one of the best ways right now to virtually expand your network and to virtually grow and make new connections that could take you who knows where. And then finally, a few bonus things, you know, we don't know how long COVID's going to last, right? It could be six more months, could be another year, could be two years, three years. We honestly don't know. So my biggest recommendation, and this is just for life, is to try to fall in love with the process, not the outcome. You know, don't create plans and goals that are like, okay, well, in a post-COVID world, this is how it's going to look. Focus on creating a process and a system and a daily routine and things that you love to do every single day, even in this world. Because if you do that, when the world does eventually come back and we're allowed to be free again, you're going to be able to be so happy because if you could find a way to have a great routine and be very healthy in this time, when we return to the world, you're going to be able to level up even more and live an even more abundant and meaningful life. So remember again, fall in love with the process, not the outcome. Focus on that. And then finally, how do you lead with love instead of fear? That's my last big thing. You know, a lot of people right now, are guiding their actions based off of fear. You know, fear of, you know, something not working out, fear of what's going to come next, fear of just life, right? Just general fear. And I think right now, if you can learn to lead with love and have that be a place in your heart, you can bring light to so many dark places in this world. And again, not to mention you can stand out because people are looking for people who are leading with love. They gravitate towards them because that's what they want. They want to be able to do that too. And so if you can lead with love instead of fear, you're going to make it very far. And so my closing message here is that with the Dreamers Initiative right now, we are doing a 30-day challenge. And the challenge was premised off the idea of what if today was January 1st? How would you be living your life? What goals would you be setting? What habits would you have in place? Who would you have to hold you accountable? And so we are doing a 30-day challenge. There's 23 of us going through it with the idea of how can I live my best 30 days? And so the challenge is closed to new people at this point. But I would encourage you to do it on your own. Sit down right now and ask yourself if today was January 1st, how would I be acting? What goals would I have? What new habits would I put in place? And maybe challenge yourself to your own 30-day challenge and get a friend and hold each other accountable and really just test yourself. And again, try to grow during this time where a lot of people aren't growing and aren't capitalizing on the opportunities. They're not making the obstacle the way. They're not making this time of crisis an opportunity for learning and for growth. And so with all this episode and all this content, I think you can use this to really level yourself up during this time and to really grow and expand in a world where a lot of people aren't doing that right now. And so that's my challenge for you. I hope that you go out there and kill it. And again, as always, I want you to write down you know, the favorite part of this episode. Like Take out your notes and write down a big takeaway, something that you're going to take with you that you're going to put in your back pocket and carry forward with you for the upcoming months. Maybe it's a challenge. Maybe, like I said, it's one of the five ways to grow, committing making a new mindset habit, becoming a student of life, getting on LinkedIn and making connections. You know, maybe it's just, you know, coming to terms with the fact that death is a reality and asking yourself, what regrets would I have if I died today? Whatever it is for you, write it down in your notes, take whatever serves you and leave the rest and carry it forward with you for the rest of this challenging year. And finally, as I mentioned in the last episode, I am starting to do a 30-minute call absolutely free with any listener that wants it. 
I want to connect more with you. I want to help you. I want to get in touch with you. And if you don't want to call, you can text me, whatever happens. Ask me a question. Again, I am here to help people. I want to provide more value to people. And I want to be a friend, you know, someone you can come to in your time of need. And so if you want to reach out, my number is 612-710-4605. And I will look forward to hearing from each and every one of you. I have enjoyed so far already getting messages from people reaching out about their favorite parts of the show or reaching out to talk or set up a chat. Um, It means the world to me that I have the opportunity to be able to serve others and help others. And people on my journey are serving and helping me. So it's an awesome circle of life that we're going through. So with all that being said, take this information, become a student of life, keep learning. The world is your classroom. And finally, go make those dreams a reality. And I will see you next time.